0: what is up everybody this is dwc episode 15 of season two on the podcast Um, make sure that you listen to us on apple music and spotify our numbers are growing and we are so thankful for everybody that is listening Uh, continue to listen and chat and whatnot you can hit us up on twitter at dwc 2022 and on instagram defense wins championships 2022 we are so excited to enter um, the near the end of season two and then we'll talk about or the end of the regular season the nfl and then we'll talk about the playoffs and whatnot and then we're going to be doing some huge steps for season three we'll be live streaming um this episode on youtube so you guys can see our beautiful faces and we'll still be posting the audio on apple Podcasts and spotify podcasts but let's go ahead and get into the noteworthy games of the week we have six of them, and we're going to start off with the Buccaneers at the Falcons. Um, the Buccaneers beat the Falcons 29-25. to Normally, we wouldn't be talking about this dumbass game, but this is playoff implications because the NFC South is so dog shit.
1: Three-way tie right now in the NFC uh, South. Six and seven, Tampa Bay. Atlanta and New Orleans all deadlocked even right now. And they all are eerily similar in points for and points against. It's actually kind of disgusting. Um, I mean Man, the Buccaneers went in there and they broke the home curse or the away curse that they had. The Falcons Man, I just don't I just don't know. I can't pick the Falcons <laughs> right ever. So if I pick the Falcons to win, they will lose. They will assuredly lose the game. And this game, to me, just came down to the Buccaneers didn't make any mistakes at all. And the Falcons did. They had a... Ritter had a turnover, an interception in the first quarter, or the second quarter, I don't know which one it was, and then a safety in the first half. And mm-hmm. then young Koo, who never misses. This man never, ever misses. He's been one of the most clutch field goal kickers in all of the NFL. I picked him up. In fantasy this week, motherfucker misses two field goals in this game. (laughs) So, I I don't even know. I can't trust any of the Falcons players. The Buccaneers, I mean, they got... I mean, all the fucking... Everything about this game was just Falcons moving the football, moving the football, moving the football, and they still just could not win. I think they had their opportunities, but the Buccaneers just, like I said, they made the least amount of mistakes, and that's really what it was. Baker Mayfield had – he only completed 14 passes, and they scored 29 points. I don't know. Just a weird game all around.
0: Yeah. To me, the only one that, like, decided to show up was Rashad White. Um, I think people need to start giving him some more flowers. uh, In this shithole of an organization, he is – Outside of like the already known stars of like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, he has slowly become like one of the key components in this offense. um this is super weird. We already have our like necessarily gripes, but we know who Desmond Ritter is, and this man passed for three hundred and forty seven yards hundred and seventy two of it went to Drake London um if you're like me and did not. Start him in your fantasy team. You're watching that smooth twenty nine points on your bench. Thank God I won still, but <laughs> um, it's just you know it's always weird having to attempt to play any of the skill positions for the Falcons because of their limitations. And at quarterback and at coach, um, it was just tailored of two offices. I mean, Ritter had three hundred. Forty seven yards. Um the Falcons kinda just threw the ball, which is not like really their identity. And then the Buccaneers just ran the ball. Had great field position, like you said, with the safety. Um the Falcons should have won this game, but Yunway Koo went one of three. As soon as he got like the best percentage for kicking, uh after Justin Tucker missed that one field goal, it just went to shit. And like you said, usually he doesn't miss, so it's very yeah. Exciting.
1: I'm just like, I'm I might just be done picking the NFC South. Like any game <laughs> they play in, I'm just if they play each other, I'm fucking done. I'm over it. The Falcons have played. I think all their losses and wins have come within. Um, it's been a one possession game, except for three. I think the mm-hmm. Lions and the Jags beat the Falcons pretty bad. And then the Falcons' first game of the season beat the Panthers by, like, 14 or something. But other than that, it's, like, some of the craziest games you will watch. Like, the Falcons are... I'll give the Falcons credit. They don't quit. And they're always in the game. So, but, man, they are just... I don't know. Honest, like, your honest opinion, what is holding the Falcons back? Is it Ritter? It's got to be Ritter, right?
0: Um i just don't think and it's weird this is like the worst time for this realization but like it's been it'll be 15 weeks now and i still think this team doesn't know what their offensive identity is and yes like the quarterback changing and the quarterback play overall does not help but i think it starts upstairs And I don't know if he, Arthur Smith, just has too much on his plate, but I feel like, I mean, neither of us have ever coached, so we don't know, or called plays or anything, but, like, it can't be this difficult. I mean, and I'm going to every time the – So what, call plays? Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I'm sure that's difficult.
0: I know, but, like, with – I'm saying, like, to not have an offense I – Offensive identity, still. Like,
1: I think a lot of offensive identities come from the QB position. You know what I mean? And I don't think Arthur Smith, one, this could be part of the problem. I think Arthur Smith is very arrogant and he'll never admit if he's wrong or if he made the wrong decision and stuff. And I think he just has not made up his mind about who he wants or needs to play QB. So, to your point, I think it is causing an identity crisis. And also, playing from behind can also... Like, there's so many factors in it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but, like... And, you know, I'm going to continue to say this every time they do this dumb shit, but you drafted Bijan, you know, first round. You know how we feel about drafting running backs. But you drafted this man so high... 10 carries. You did get some pass, you know, some pass catching work, but. No, don't
1: get me wrong. (laughs) He should be getting 25 touches a game. I don't care how the fuck you get it to him. 25 minimum. I mean, he's like Christian McCaffrey difference maker all the way. Like, get him the football. Plus, I'm fairly
2: certain that. The Falcons are, like, top eight in EPA, Rush EPA. Mm-hmm. So, like, run the fucking football. What are we,
1: like, what are we doing? I mean, if you can implement some type of RPO or speed option with Ritter, can you not? Like, they're sixth in rushing
2: offense. Okay. Well, okay. There's six in.
1: Okay, there's six in yards, but their actual EPA is not very good at running. So they're like the Browns. They're like the Browns, where they they will run the ball a lot, but they're not really getting anywhere. That makes sense. So they also have 18 fumbles on the year. That's solid. Alright, so it's a little inflated rush offense, but still I think, like you said, Bijan should be getting involved in the offense a lot more than he actually is. Drake London,
2: Bijan, back and forth. Let's make it happen. Yeah, it's weird with like... um, And, you know, perhaps, you know, I
0: give bigger shit, but that those plays were the go ahead touchdown to the tight end K on that shit was fire. Um, he made it happen when he had to. But yeah, I, I picked the Bucks. I didn't think the Falcons were gonna continue this like amazing necessarily streak, but like
2: winning games at home and
0: at least like it's different. Like at least the Buccaneers know who they are. At least I know who they are. And I just say the Falcons just have like too much. I think they have too much on their plate, but I think it can be solved with some humility. Like, Arthur Smith, they're not going to be fucking perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, I wasn't expecting you to be much, let alone, you know, be in the top to potentially get a playoff game with Ritter and Heineke, but hey you're almost there. I do i do see them if they want to progress in the future, like for next year, I do you see them getting a quarterback. Um some mocks and like some research and not research but news think they're gonna try to trade up uh with the Bears to get Caleb. So that haul is gonna be nasty but I think it's worth it, 100%, especially with the weapons that Atlanta has and how Caleb plays. There's definitely a lot of weapons that can bail him out. Um, I'm not going to have a good enough draft pick for that. That's why I said this haul is going to be nasty.
1: Yeah, I mean, but the Falcons do have enough weapons they could probably trade up yeah. by sending a few good players to the... The Bears, I guess, or whoever has that pick.
0: Shout out to, I don't know, you know, it's every one of these teams, the Bucks, the Falcons, and the Saints, they all have their issues. So I really don't know. It's going to be like <laughs> neck and neck to figure out who's going to come out on top yeah, for that division yeah. lead.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to depend on who they play outside of the division because any given day, those teams can beat each other. Yeah. If they're playing each other. So.
3: So
0: Bucks. And we're going to go to the Rams and the Ravens. The Ravens won 37-31 to 31 in overtime off of a punt return touchdown that should have been called back because there was blocking in the back.
1: <sighs> I'm so tired of the Ravens getting away with this stuff. <laughs> it's not even like, whatever, the block in the back wasn't called. But these motherfuckers keep winning these games. And I just don't understand. This was, I mean, you could argue this was the best game on the entire Sunday. It was two good QBs, two good offenses, just going up and down the field. And I was completely wrong with my prediction the week before. I said the Ravens would probably smack the Rams because a lot of the time West Coast teams are very sluggish on 1 p.m. games in the East Coast when they have to fly over. But I was wrong. The Rams came to play. The Rams are here. I know they're 6-7, and but who the fuck wants to play the Rams right now? That offense is moving right now. Matt Stafford looks good. He's not turning the football over like he used to. I mean, he's still probably going to have one or two where you're like, what the fuck was he looking at? But, I mean, Kyron Williams is back, and it's like their offense is completely different. I'm impressed. I think yeah. they're still below the Packers, though, even with the Packers losing to the Giants. So, since they lost the head to head, but still in the playoffs or near it? I think they're near it. Yeah. Um, they shocked
0: yeah, me, though. I'm just like you. I was shocked. Um, I thought they were going to get fucking, not necessarily smoked, but I didn't think this was going to go to overtime. Even watching the game and how, like, before the fourth quarter, and during the fourth quarter, how the scores were going, like field goals and touchdowns, I was like, this game can't go to overtime, right? Because like the, the point differential was just so weird yeah. that I didn't think that they were going to tie.
1: It was another game with a safety. Yeah. Because Lamar had a safety.
0: Um, but, like you said, Matt Stafford did great. Um, I do think if you play someone like the ravens or if you played someone like if stafford played someone like the browns or someone like the steelers um, with the injuries that we all have um, it's really hard for you know backup dbs and third string practice squad players to play man up so it's a lot of zone and matt stafford is just fucking one of the best probably top three in the eight two or three at picking apart the zone yeah he's uh, a freak and puka nakua made some great catches cooper cup you know he was back to form eight for one fifteen, one one touchdown um so they're they're coming along now the those last four weeks they're gonna get gonna determine was it for not or what i mean it'd be nice for them to win but if they don't get in the playoffs then you know they're only gonna they're gonna have to do some work on the the draft. Um I don't think it's a very good offensive line draft. Um so they're gonna have to besides like center, I think centering tackles are good but I don't think it's a really good guard um draft so they're gonna have to figure out uh what they want to do because I do think That they need offense and I think they need pass rush as well. So it should be interesting to see what the Rams do. Um,
2: Do you think nine and eight gets them to the playoffs? So so there's five teams right now in the NFC that are on the bubble at six and seven.
1: Um, The Rams have the head to head against the Seahawks. So the Seahawks don't really matter as long as they keep pace. The ones... Okay, so this is the thing. I think the Packers will probably make it because they don't really play anyone. Uh-huh. On the back end stretch. I know they just lost to the Giants. But I think they'd probably make it. The Vikings are at 6 right now at 7 and 6. That's the separation. Them at 7 and 6, I would assume 9 and 8... Is the marker for the NFC. Now for the AFC. It's around 10. right? You probably have to win 10 wins. Or get 10 wins. To make the playoffs. In the AFC. I think the NFC is like a game or two below that. Which is disgusting to think about. But. I mean the Rams. Realistically they're sitting at. One game. Outside of the playoffs right now. And they play the. The Commander Saints Giants the next three games. You got to think they have to win those three games, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then they play the 49ers to end the year, which, I mean, they played the 49ers tough the first time, but this is a whole different 49ers team, I feel like.
0: Yeah. It depends on if they can.
1: Oh, well, wait a minute. If the 49ers lock up that one seed. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, it depends on if
1: they lock up the one seed they might play. I would like to see the Rams in the playoffs because I would like to see the Vikings out. I don't think the Vikings deserve this spot that they're sitting in. I think the Rams should be in. Uh, You could probably argue the Packers after that last loss. It's kind of hard to say. But I mean, I think a lot of people would probably rather see Jordan Love than, say, Geno Smith, Desmond Ritter, or Derek Carr, right? Because those are the other four options. But yeah, I'd like to see them make the playoffs. I mean, they they they've just had a really hard schedule,
2: kind of ridiculous to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I mean the I think the Ravens, barring injuries, knock on wood, um, I think the Ravens are going to come out at the top, number one.
1: No, Browns are taking that.
0: No, y'all y'all motherfuckers ain't taking that. I I think the Ravens are going to. I mean. (laughs) The Ravens play, the Jags. I mean, they their schedule at the end is not easy. They play the Jags, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and then the Steelers. I do see them playing all their players um, against the Steelers, so they might aim 40 on us. Um, or they could lose. Lamar Jackson's not really uh, – his record against the
1: Steelers is not great. We got to do like a – like a playoff prediction next episode, yeah, well, and seeding, like predict the seedings.
0: But both of the both these quarterbacks had great game. Matt um, Stafford two ninety four, three touchdowns. Lamar also threw for three touchdowns, three sixteen, and he had seventy yards rushing. Um it's just a, it was just a great game overall. Um, weird to see the receiving leader for the Ravens was Odell. Hey, he's coming alive the
1: last four weeks. I'm not yeah. gonna
0: lie. His, uh, I think, I think him at the Ravens is like shitty to say because my rival, but I think he, like him, as in the Ravens, is perfect. Being able to like sneak under, um, Zay Flowers had a great game as well. So did Isaiah Likely. Got him on my, uh, that's my starting ten, and so
2: we lit. Um, but yeah, this.
0: <clears throat> Great game. Glad it went to overtime. Was hoping to see offense, like an offense score, but power turn was funny as well. Especially that dude just fucking diving in the end zone. Um, Yeah, it should have been a block in the back, but I'm not upset with... I mean, I am because the Ravens won, but like as a fan of football, I'm not upset with the ending.
2: Yeah, I mean, it
1: was... The ending was great, but it went the opposite way of how I wanted it to go. <laughs> Obviously, I picked the Ravens because I thought they'd stop them.
0: Out, but then but again, you, I mean, you're still left pleasantly surprised because you thought they were going to get fucking stomped.
1: Yeah, it's like it's one of those it's one of those losses where everyone looks at them and was like, "Wow, they really showed up." Like they're a pretty good team, even in the loss. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They won three in a row. And then lost to the Ravens close on the road at a 1 p.m. game. So everyone, and they didn't just lose close. They scored over 30 points on one of the best defenses. So, yeah, I mean, it's looking, it's not necessarily looking up for the Rams because they got a lot of legwork to do, but they seem to be able to keep pace with the best teams in the NFL right now. And we're going to go
0: ahead and go into. The third noteworthy game of the week, probably the, let me see, yeah, probably the most controversial one on our list, the Bills and the Chiefs.
1: Man, what? I just can't get over the fact that every one of the Chiefs' losses came off a wide receiver mistake. Like, that is almost unheard of, right? Like, yeah. yeah, you can say, oh, they didn't make the play at this moment earlier in the game, and that's why they it left up to a final drive. But if I have to watch one more fucking final drive from Patrick Mahomes, where he is putting the ball on these damn receivers' hands, and they just drop it, they stand off sides, or they fumble, like, I just, I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't know... Obviously, this Chiefs team doesn't really scare me like they used to because they just don't have the weapons anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. This game was interesting, though. The Bills started fast, 14-0, out the gate. It looked like KC couldn't do anything, and then adjustments were made, and they were okay, but, like, man, this this KC offense is struggling. They're struggling in in the area that you wouldn't expect them to because – What is Andy Reid known for? Like red zone touchdowns, right? Mm -hmm. He's super creative in the red zone. And they just cannot get any traction going in the red zone at all. They just get stifled within 20 yards. And I think that a lot of that has to do with, one, not only play calling, but like the talent in the wide receiver room. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you can only do so much as a coach with what talent you're giving. Which it isn't a given. Like, there's no excuses for what they did with that wide receiver room. They could have made moves at the deadline, they didn't. They're fucking they have to live with their decisions at this point and they're seeing why they needed to. I think everyone that watched football knew they needed to go get a big wide receiver. But they just didn't do it. So shout out the Bills fighting for their life every single week. Every single week they're fighting for their lives and they got it done this week.
0: Yeah, the Bills won twenty to seventeen. Um it was you know, it's kind of unfortunate because usually with these kind of games we're expecting like thirty eight to thirty-five, maybe get up to forty ranges, but it was just overall just a fucking nasty game. I mean, on both sides. Uh, Chiefs did have Pacheco out, so I knew the run game wasn't going to be like good. Cause you know how I feel about Quiet Edwards Alaire. Yeah, I hate that motherfucker. So, um, and the Bills' leading receiver was James Cook. Um, that was the good thing about this was you know we got to see James Cook moving um, five yards of carry had five for eighty three and one touchdown on receiving. So. Uh like you said though, I think this all boils down to wide receivers for the Chiefs. Um you cannot thrive in today's game with your best player being on the weapon
1: side being a tight end. Um I do And think- not well, sorry to cut you off, but not only that, an old tight end. Like yeah. I don't think I don't think Kelsey has it anymore. I don't know about that. It's, 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 not, nice, it's not that it's he doesn't nothing. have it. It's yeah. just that he's not as explosive and he's not – he is getting bracketed, yeah. don't get me wrong. They're taking him completely away because they don't, because they don't care if Pat throws to the receivers. I completely yeah. understand that. But there's just something about Kelsey this year that's just not the same. Also, yeah. I will say Kelsey has some horrible fumbles in his career. Oh, yeah. Like at the worst moments, he fumbles. I swear to God. But that was just me hating. I would love yeah. Kelsey on my team. Don't get me worried. Oh, a hundred percent.
0: I mean, you're right. I mean, he is 34 years old. Um, he's not like a uh, what do I say? An athletic freak like a like if Shannon Sharp was 34 years old. Um, and like I told you, uh, yes, like last. Uh, last week's podcast i don't think he was a workout warrior this offseason i i I think this offseason was kind of mid for him because you can got all those
1: endorsements yeah
0: (laughs) you can see like and i mean it was like this before you like his earlier seasons but as you get older you're not going to be able to keep up the pace that you have during the fourth quarter or during overtime. But it seems like a lot worse, like exaggerated a lot worse uh, this year. You can see him, you know, after the first cut, if the ball is not coming to him, he kind of just slows down. Or he's just like exhausted and can't even get into his route. Um, So I don't know what the fuck's going on with him.
1: Um, I mean, they're probably hitting him off the line, chipping his ass.
0: Like I said, yeah. As long as you know, as long as he's in hell.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and it's a lot easier
0: um, to double team a tight end um, than in you know just being like, "Yo, if these wide receivers catch the ball, we'll live with it." Like you said, it's it's an issue um, that can ease that has easily been fixable the last couple drafts. I mean, how many wide receivers went first and second round? that are, you know, doing doing well um in the past like two, three years. I I think as soon as soon as they let go of Tyreek, they should have been failing and you know, you don't have to get the number one, you know, free agent wide receiver, but being able to draft two or um being able to sign one is it's not like you're signing a wide receiver to go um, play for, like, Daniel Jones or go play for Baker Mayfield, you know, you're signing a wide receiver to go play for arguably the best quarterback we've ever seen in the game, uh, Yeah, talent-wise. So even if you got the 15th best wide receiver, that still is a top-10 wide receiver when you pair him with Patrick Mahomes. And it's, they're not asking a lot. At the Chiefs, they're at, they're just asking you to be able to memorize your routes and catch the fucking ball. That's it. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna give it to you. Pat Mahomes will put that shit on a rope. You don't have to worry about that. Um. So I don't know if these wide receivers are just scared because they're in the limelight now, because they were under their radar and they won the Super Bowl. So now we have these expectations for them, and they're just folding. Or if they truly aren't that good, because it's looking like it was a miss. And I mean, we we don't talk a lot about the Chiefs, like have been missing on some of their picks. Oh man, yeah. Like I think Sky Moore was a miss. I think Clyde Edwards Alaire was a miss. Uh, the, I think like daring like the hits, Creed Humphrey was a hit, and then you know they Rashad Rashad Reese is good but like he would be elite as a
1: wide receiver number 3. I think well, Rice is growing, so I think he'll be okay. The problem is he's not a number 1 right now. You know what I mean? You can't expect a rookie to be a number 1. You just can't. It doesn't matter how good your QB is, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, unless you're like you have to be like hey, yeah, like you have to be ahead of your time. Because even if you're, like, the greatest receiver in college football, the cornerbacks and DBs you're playing in the NFL will make you look stupid. Because they're so much more physical. They're so much faster. It's just, like, it's not possible for them to be.
0: uh, Devontae went six, won the Heisman, and he's wide receiver number two. Like, they drafted him and and they went, we still need, you know, we still need A.J. Brown.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're just, it's, it's so tough drafting. <laughs> and like we've talked about numerous times, um, like no one understands really how draft, uh, what is it called? Like where you get drafted doesn't always mean like draft value in mm-hmm. general. Like a third round draft pick really isn't expected to be anything in the NFL most of the time. That's just how it is. Like if you get a few years out of him or he's a rotation guy, that's a pretty good draft pick but but yeah, like, in terms of what they thought this wide receiver room was gonna be, um, that's where they fucked up, in my opinion, like you can argue all day about is Sky Moore is rashi rice are they are they good picks? You could argue that all day, their biggest mistake is deciding to roll the entire season with that young of a receiver group and that, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're so unproven. You know what I mean? Sky Moore yeah. the year before, was, he really didn't have a great year as a rookie. So yeah. I don't know what they saw over camp that was like, yeah, we can make this work throughout the whole season. And it's, it's really showing. The pressure that's put on Kelsey each week and Pat Mahomes is like absurd right now. Yeah, especially Mahomes. And we saw it like after the game, whatever. Mahomes can say he was mad about the call. He obviously was. But you can't tell me week after week after week of his receivers dropping easy catches, uh, dropping game winning touchdowns, lining up offsides. You can't tell me that he was that frustrated just about the call, right? Yeah. To me, he the frustration has built up so much throughout the year. That he is ready to fucking explode on. And, and he did, to me, I know this is going to sound like I'm um, dick riding Mahomes right here. but yeah,
0: You are Chris Collinsworth when it comes to Mahomes. Yeah,
1: I love Mahomes. but But what he did was better than what he could have done and should have done in that situation. To me, Pat is better than me. Because I would have been like, listen... Why the fuck is that motherfucker lining up offsides that late in the game? Like, he could have completely exploded on Kadarius Tony, right? And he probably needs to. Someone does. Because he's dropping passes every game. Not even just him. Uh, Richie James.
2: Uh, Miko Hardman. Scantling. These
1: motherfuckers can't catch.
0: Yeah, Miko me- like a bust.
1: Yeah, I mean, Pat Mahomes easily could divert all his frustration on the receiver receiving group and he chose to just lay into the refs. Which I get it. It's He was being a baby about it. Don't get me wrong. 100% being a baby about it. He, he didn't see... Obviously no one showed him a video right after the game about was he actually offsides or not. Because clearly he was. And Mahomes apologized the day after, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really not like crazy that we got that reaction out of him. He was very emotional after a loss. His receivers haven't helped him all year. I just think we were, like, it just like, I would be the same way. I don't know why people are freaking out about it. It Makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah. Now, Um, I
1: will say, what he said to Josh Allen was stupid.
0: Yeah, that was fucking... Because
1: why the fuck? Josh Allen doesn't give a fuck. What is he supposed to say to that? You know what I mean? And that's another thing Pat did apologize for. So,
0: yeah, I'm I'm on you know I'm not a Mahomes meat rider like like Reed. Uh, I am like <laughs> a slight meat rider because I do think he is the best. And you know, it's not like we're 15 years old. You know, we're 26. We've seen Brady. We've seen Rogers. Uh, we weren't able to see like Brett Favre, or whatever, or you know um Steve Young or Joe Montana, blah, blah, blah. But you know, we saw arguably the best um player in the NFL and Tom Brady. Um but this, you know, Patrick Mahomes to me is the best quarterback talent wise that I've ever seen in my life. Um but he, like you said, he he's better than me, bro. You could see when he was yelling. You could see the like this is not this like when he's yelling this is not what he means in the sense of he is not just ripping the ref like i think he is ripping everybody i think it starts top to down i think the offensive linemen could be better um i think i think their two tackles aren't as good as advertised when they got them um i think the interiors Besides the center, I think the interior is kind of wonky, too. When it comes to great pass rushers, I mean, the Bills got three sacks, but the hurries and the hits and um were detrimental to the Chiefs and how they're moving the ball, uh, especially if your run game gets stopped. I mean, when the run game got stopped for the Chiefs, they cut that shit early, like 11 carries for Clyde. Like, they got that shit off early. Um, yeah. But like you said, this needs to be directed to the wide receivers. And I don't know. Like, they have some veterans on there. And I don't know how Gaderius Tony would take to someone, like, ripping him.
1: Oh, he probably wouldn't take kindly to it.
0: No. But um, I would say, you know more than me. But this is, you know, this is not... Like you said, I don't. They're they're. It's there. I can't have sympathy for the Chiefs because they walked into the season with this. Yeah, it wasn't like someone got injured and this is where they are now. They walked into the season with this. Um, they acquired the wide receiver. They acquired Richie James. This is two. These are two Giants wide receivers. Previous Giants wide receivers that the Giants were like, y'all can have them. Um. They got Nicole Hartman, who I think is a shell of himself now. They got uh, MVS, who I you know, I think once you once you um, accommodate with the too high safety, it, it's all in the intermediate, it's really all up to the wide once you take once you take the too high safety, there's no threat of the D It It is all on the wide receivers in sense of can you get off if, if the D threat is gone, can you get off your route and can you make a catch? Because the eight the five to eight yard plays passing plays are going to be so crucial for the Chiefs moving forward with this two high safety look. That that is where they're going to have to win games. And if you can't rely on your wide receivers, hell you can't even rely on your star tight end because sometimes he's just going to drop the fucking ball. Yeah. Regardless of a, if a, you know, a drop pass or a fumble. Then the pressure just, uh, I think, I think the pressure has been going on for 14 weeks now on Patrick Mahomes. And he's just now exploding. And I think he's such a great leader that he did it on not his team. When all of us know he should have ripped his team.
2: Yeah, no um, doubt.
0: And it, you know, rip the wide receivers, rip the line, rip the tight end, because it's not, it's not Patrick Mahomes. If I if I'm seeing on the stat sheet that Patrick Mahomes threw 43 times, I'm like, oh, they probably won, or they probably won late game, like because he's that good. But they're going to continue to lose games like this, and it would be detrimental not only to Patrick Mahomes' peak his career,
1: but to Andy Reid's career, if they go to the next season with this same group. No, there's no way they can do that after what they've seen on the field this year. Yeah. Like I said, with next year's draft, it is very wide receiver heavy.
0: Um, Regardless of where they end up, I mean, we got Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze,
1: Troy Franklin. I don't even think... Like, they have enough. Luther. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think they can... Fix it with the draft. They need to get a free agent, in my opinion. I think so, I think but I you know, if they could get like Mike I, Evans will be a free agent. If they could get like I think
0: Brian Thomas Jr. will be great for them too. Like they just need I don't think Travis Kelsey is the bailout anymore. Unless he shows me next year with like a crazy off season. But even if he shows me that, Travis Kelsey will be
1: thirty five next year. I mean yeah, you can only do so much when you're the only threat in the passing game. I mean, outside of Kelsey and then Rice, somewhat emergence. There's nobody. Skymore didn't even have a catch last week.
0: Well, yeah, like I said, Rashe- I think Rasheed Rice would be an elite number three. This is not. This is not or number two if he continues to. Behind. I think he
1: could be a two.
0: But this is not. This is not your number one. I don't. I you know unless he is like the next year growth is the most insane growth ever. I'm talking like AB growth. Like this, this is, this is the cat I think for that. I've seen sort of Rasheed rice and don't yeah. get it wrong. You know, a wide receiver too can still get, you know, a hundred yards, but it just depends on if you want to show up. Like you, like you said, there's, there's wide receivers in the draft. There's wide receivers, free agent. You can go trade, um, uh, Mike Evans, T. Higgins you know you you should have you should be able to sign that check because you have Patrick Mahomes and you cannot rely you can't rely on him being Superman all the time because we can clearly see the frustration from him
1: it's funny but, we took uh, it's, it's unfortunate for the Bills because they won this game at Arrowhead and all the headlines are about the Chiefs. Yeah, I yeah, get about
0: the Bills. I yeah, think the big Bills. One. I think the Bills will be able to sneak into the playoffs.
1: They're sitting at eight. No, they're sitting at eleven right now.
0: I think they're going to sneak in.
1: Well, I think they they're going
0: to. I think they're going to knock us out. I think they're going to knock the Steelers out. I don't see the Steelers making uh, the playoffs. They play the Cowboys this week. They lose in that game. Yeah. They lose in that
1: game. All right, let's go to the next game.
0: Like a 9-7. Yeah, uh, next game. Still, next game, we're going to talk about this team again getting fucking blown out. But like I was telling Reed before we started the show, we got to talk about the top five teams playing each other, even if it was a blowout. (sighs) We're talking about the Eagles getting absolutely digged on again.
1: Yeah, back, I, didn't, I, didn't even want to, I didn't even want to walk, talk about this game to be honest with you.
0: Cowboys won thirty three to thirteen. Um, you know, Dak wasn't crazy two seventy one two touchdowns, um, further separating himself uh, in the MVP race uh, along with Brock Purdy. Um, but something do do we see like okay, there's something wrong with Hurts? Or do we think it is um, this offensive
1: coordinator is overwhelmed? Oh, this is always the debate, isn't it? <laughs> is it the OC or is it the QB? Um, uh, I mean, it has to be a mix of both, right? I think Steichen obviously is a better OC than Brian Johnson,
2: right? But, I mean, Hurts just doesn't look
1: comfortable anymore. He doesn't look comfortable throwing over the middle. He doesn't even look comfortable in the pocket. Now, that has does that have something to do with his knee injury? Because this man bails so quick now. Even when there is a pocket, he's not stepping up in the pocket at all. Mm-hmm. Does he not trust? I mean, there's no way he doesn't trust his O-line with, like, three pro bowlers on it, right? Yeah. There's absolutely no way. I don't know. Hertz looks a little shaky. I mean, it was night and day, watching Hurts throw the football and watching Dak throw the football. And that mm. is a scary sight for any Eagles fan, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys had 22 more plays. Um, they had over 13 more minutes in time of possession than the Eagles. Uh, when you're looking at the Eagles' stats, Hurts only threw it 27 times. Um, DeAndre Swift only had 11 carries, so the Cowboys' defense was fucking smothering.
1: They just could, the, the Eagles just couldn't finish, and they had three turnovers. It really yeah. was. It all started with that first fumble on the first drive for the Eagles, and it just went downhill from there. Like as yeah. soon as they got within the 25 yard line, they just went stupid. Is basically what happened. Yeah. Like to me, I had a chance to be a real like barn burner, but the the total yards at the end wasn't that much because they, the Cowboys went up by so much, they just decided to run out the clock in the second half.
0: Yeah. I mean, it does not help with two of your top um offensive players fumbling. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith fumbled. Like Yeah. It, and it was hurts overall all... overall bad. Um yeah, the Cowboys, I mean they didn't do they didn't do anything crazy. It's like you said for but earlier for the uh Falcons and Bucks game, they just didn't make mistakes. And they, you know, they just was like, no, we're just gonna be methodical, we're just gonna keep moving the ball. And the I think the Eagles defense, I mean, it's already been suspect, but I think you can clearly see the cracks and faults in this defense. Um, once you face, oh, their defense is bad. Once you face a great uh, offense, uh, they can they can just easily move the ball down the field, and that's how you that's how you get blown out. That's how you get these big leads put on you when your offense can't reciprocate um, a score or turn the ball turn the ball over, and the Cowboys are back on offense and just marching it down.
2: Same thing that happened last week. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, this is alarming. It, they were I mean, they were still beating good teams, but they were slipping by like last second field goals or winning by like one possession, and then they faced arguably the top two teams in the NFC and they just get beat by 20. You know what I mean? so mm-hmm. this is not looking good for the Eagles. The thing is, the good news is is that they're 10-3, and three, and they have four games to get the ship right. <laughs> but And the Cowboys do not have an easy schedule the rest of the no. way. The Eagles have a fairly easy schedule that they can, turn in, they can turn back into the two seed, in my opinion. The 49ers are going to have the one seed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, they're sitting at the fifth seed in the playoffs, and that fifth seed gets to play the NFC South champion. So how yeah. bad is it to have that? Of course you want home field advantage. Mm-hmm. But to me I think the Eagles aren't going to get home field. So I'm not saying you play for the fifth seed cuz obviously you want to win the NFC East. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind playing the fucking
0: <laughs> whoever comes out South winner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, like you said, the Cowboys they play the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, and the Commanders, and the Eagles. They play the Seahawks, the Giants, the Cardinals, and then the Giants again. Um, so they can easily still keep that two seed, um, but I mean, either either seed's fine. You can either have home advantage or you can get a free win. And against the NFC South, I think that. Uh, 15 is going to be, it's going to be sitting pretty, um, yeah, I think, I think the Eagles are going to be able to get it together uh, with the rest of this easy schedule that they have to play, but, and it's not like the Eagles aren't trying because they're, they've been acquiring players, but I don't know if they're just waiting for it all to mesh together or if the players
1: just don't matter. Listen, you can, you can only do so much at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And to me, the Eagles have more issues than one position on the defense. So even if you add a guy like Kevin Byard or Shaq Leonard, it's not going to plug the holes. You're still going to bleed out at the end of the season. To me, it's more desperation
2: moves than anything.
0: Yeah, it's it seems like they're clearly trying really hard to duct tape and mask what's like been plaguing their team for this whole season. Um, Cowboys, Cowboys are cooking. Like I said, Dak is MVP front runner. MVP front runner. Um, I still think that they have with the uh, starting. Players that they have lost, I still think that this defense can get after it. And especially with how the season is going and how the Cowboys are going, uh, you could still see Micah Parsons winning the
2: uh, DPOY. But
0: I think the Eagles, like I said, I think the Eagles will be fine. Um, My worry is not the regular season. My worry is in the playoffs uh if they make it to the NFC cha- NFC championship or if they have to play the Cowboys or the or the 49ers are they going to get fucking blown out because- Well
1: I will say I will say ultimately the Eagles should be trying their hardest to win these last four games because home field advantage matters in terms of the Cowboys and 49ers. Because if those two teams have home field advantage against you, you're probably not winning. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So I guess it does really matter. Like, yeah, you'll get a bye in the first round against the NFC South winner, but then you'll have to go to Dallas or to San Francisco, which is probably not going to end up too well for you. This,
0: uh, I mean... At least they get to play. They get an extra day of rest. They get to play Monday night. Um, So I'm not concerned. Uh, I will be concerned. Realistically, they should end out 4-0. I am a little bit concerned with um, them going to be against the offense for the Seahawks. Um, But the Seahawks are inconsistent, so they could still... um,
1: Seems like another Cowboys-Seahawks type of vibe high scoring.
0: Mm-hmm. But um I do even if they lose this game, I do see them winning out the rest of the games. Now if they lose those bottom three, the Giants, Cardinals and Giants, then I'm super concerned. I'm like what the fuck
2: are we doing here? But let's go ahead and get into our fifth game,
0: the Titans both of our last games are uh, the doubleheader Monday night games, so we're going to go into the Titans and the Dolphins.
2: Man, this is this is just
1: so nasty. The Titans. <laughs> I watched all of this game except for the final five minutes,
3: <laughs>
1: which is nasty because it was twenty-seven to thirteen, or no, twenty-seven to.
2: Oh my god! What was the score? Yeah, twenty-seven to
1: thirteen. With what, like two minutes to play or something?
0: Yeah, it was, it was like, like
1: five minutes. To five play? minutes to
0: play, and the Dolphins were up two scores.
1: I, I literally turn, I switched to the Packers game because the Packers game was close, also, and I mean, I've been on the train all year, and I'm tired of even saying it. Of the Lions and the Dolphins, they have played nobody all year. I'm tired of watching them on prime time because they both play no one. The Dolphins have played, I think, two teams with a winning record
2: this entire year. Three,
1: four. They've played four teams with a winning record. They've lost three of them, so they're one and three against teams with a winning record. And that one win was the Broncos. When they scored 70 points. But I'm just, I'm just, like, done. I'm just done with the Dolphins. I'm done with the Lions. Both these teams are underwhelming. Their offense really isn't that great. Especially when Tyreek got hurt. Tyreek got hurt, and that offense looked like... I mean, who, who are they comparable to? A decent run game, no
2: pass game. Fuck, who... Maybe the dude. I don't even know the Bears.
1: <laughs> I mean, what's what? What is holding this team back? Can we have an honest discussion about this, Bo? Because I know you're a Tua
2: guy. But what is holding this team back? Shit is, shit is tough, man. I mean, I th- I think it's Tua.
0: Uh I'm not ready to have that conversation yet. I
1: am 100% ready to have this conversation.
0: <laughs> I mean... This man! Well, oh. I mean, the it was literally the, like, I've said this before, but I do think the Titans, like, lucked out. Like, I think Will Levis is their guy, uh, especially it's been solidified after this game. Um, how fired up he was, he was literally, like, he was I mean it was stupid and that's how you end up like Baker but he was fucking smoking people like he ran over Jalen Ramsey um he was fucking hyped on the sideline um he turned it around after throwing that pick six to the Dolphins defense I uh, still ended up 23 38 327 one touchdown um they're able to get down into the 10 in, in the end zone because um, Derrick Henry only had like 37 rushing yards, but he scored twice. Um, but Will Levis was making timely throws, and I think the Dolphins are just yeah they they went out with uh, Terry. Kill did go out early, and don't get me wrong. Terry Kill is I, I you know Terry Kill is generational. I think he. Um, is the best wide receiver this year I think he's going to win offensive player of the year but they have too many weapons with Mostert and A-Chain and Jalen Waddle that this offense should be that stagnant um and but and you know this is this all falls on the quarterback this is to his issue like the wide receiver, when I was watching the game, the wide receivers were open, just two wasn't hitting them. And uh, they do have, you know, you can only use the like lineman excuse for so much. I mean, this they do have backup linemen in, but Jeffrey Simmons wasn't playing. You know, H- Harold landry had a great game, but it wasn't like they were at full force. I mean, God knows what would happen if Jeffrey Simmons was in that game. Um, they might have not needed to come back i think jeffrey simmons is that good he's not much of a game record so the titans and this was all on will evis being able to come back um this was a crazy end of the game um the dolphins were up two scores and they just fucking let it go they are up two scores and like five minutes left and then you know you flip back to the Packers Giants game because that was interesting. You and then you flip back over and they're only down one score. And I'm like, what the fuck is going wrong? I literally had to rewind the game. I was like, what the fuck? And because you couldn't stack them. I was hoping that the YouTube TV was going to let us stack them, but I was like, bruh. So yeah, this is this is not good leading into the playoffs because injuries injuries can happen if you and if you lose your star player. Like I said, you have Mike BenDani. You have you still have weapons. Like you should be able to beat a four and eighteen, regardless if you have Tyreek or So this this is definitely a bad to A game. Not making
1: excuses for. Two-a-game. Oh I, man, two-a-game. I ain't gonna lie. I, I I put the under for his touchdown passes in the game because I don't believe in that. It's nasty word At all. I don't believe in him at all to win any game that's important. He is a system QB. McDaniel makes him look good. He has the best talent around him out of any NFL team. And it's not even close. I mean, Jalen Waddle is the second option on that team. What does that tell you? He's got two track star running backs.
2: Like, what, what are we doing here? What are we defending at this point? The man hasn't beaten a good team all year. All fucking year. What does that say about him? Shit, what does that say about Mike McDaniel?
1: (laughs) But I just... Yeah, I mean, you should be able to beat a 4-8 team at home this late in the season. If you can't... There's bigger problems than just Tua or just Mike McDaniel's play calling or anything like that. They are not going to last in the AFC playoffs. There's absolutely no chance. And to be honest, their only real chance is gaining home field advantage throughout the playoffs because when they have to go to Baltimore in January, when it is below zero, or say the Browns have a home playoff game to the Browns, to the Bills, to the Chiefs. They're going to get blown
2: out. I don't think it's going to be close. I
1: think the Miami Dolphins are a first-round exit in the playoffs. Um, I don't know why say that.
0: <laughs> it depends on who they fucking play.
1: Does it, though? Like, all right, so we'll go, we'll go seed by seed. I think the only team they could probably beat right now in the playoffs are... For sure, like 100% beat are the
2: Steelers and the Jaguars.
1: Colts, maybe? Right now, they'd be playing the Steelers at home. Oh, we know they smoking us. I don't know about smoking. Dude, I think they dead out.
0: Who are, I mean...
1: But think about it. Think about how the season will shake out. you got to think maybe the Steelers and Colts drop out of the playoffs, and then you put in the Broncos and Bills. Let's just say the Broncos and Bills get in there, okay?
0: okay.
1: So let's say the Browns maintain their fifth seed, and then the Broncos are sixth, Bills seventh. That's the Broncos playing the Dolphins. Are you that confident? Or no, that's the Dolphins playing the fucking Bills in the first round. <laughs> like, the Dolphins sitting at two right now could totally fuck them. Honestly, being the two-seed might be the worst in in football in the AFC because if the Bills sneak into that seventh spot, mm-hmm. fuck that. Especially, yeah. I mean, we'll see the Dolphins play the Bills here soon, won't we? Yeah, I think they play the Bills close, or maybe the last game of the season. Yeah,
0: the last game of the season. There's a lot of good games on that last I mean, game of the, the season. The, the, the Dolphins... The Dolphins last games are not forgiving. I mean they played the Jets, the
1: Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. They keep going one and three. I think they will go one and three, to be honest with you. What are are they they're nine and four? So they end up ten and ten and seven. (laughs) (laughs) It's nasty. Dude. They have to win two of those games
0: they have i i don't see them being uh, i don't I, I don't see them being the cowboys i think no. they could either be the ravens or the bills man but the bills put 48 on them
1: so. <laughs> not tough. the same bills team though yeah but this might be a worse bills team to play because they're desperate you know what i mean mm-hmm. I would hate playing the Bills out any team in the AFC right now. Fuck playing the Bills.
0: Yeah. Playing good, desperate teams.
1: Yeah. Sad. Like, yeah. No thank you on that. But I mean, yeah. you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to, I was just going to pray. Like, the Titans, like, this, this win really means nothing. Mm-hmm. But it is good to see Will Levis throw the ball, be confident. Even after a pick six early in the game, he bounced back. Um, I was gonna say the the keys to success are like so simple in that Titans offense. One, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Two, find number ten. Like just find ten wherever the fuck he's at, find him because he's most likely open or he's just gonna moss somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And then other than that, like dump offs here and there to Spears and uh, Okaranquo or Okanquwo.
2: Other than that, he shouldn't be throwing
1: to anybody else, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but, you only get to throw to... I mean, three's better than one. Think about how fucking Patrick Mahomes feels.
1: Yeah, I think they have weapons on that Titans offense. Their O-line is bad, I will say. Mm-hmm. Their O-line is rough, and luckily Will Levis is tough. He's a big dude. He can take some hits, but... But yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to see a rookie QB show up like that on a road game against a team that's considered one of the best in the NFL.
0: This is, this is, yeah, I mean, this is good for morale for the Titans um, going into next season. They don't have to worry about, do we need to draft the quarterback? Um, They can go ahead and, Make sure that Ryan Tannehill gets that real estate license because <sighs> you need to be out of the league. Um, but going into another upset, um, Packers at the Giants. The Giants won 24-22. to Reads, mighty Packers, folded this game.
1: Yeah, I will say what a horrific loss by the Packers. This, to me was the complete opposite loss of what the Rams had this week. Because both teams were on a three-game win streak. We were like, oh, we're high on these two teams. They're back in the playoff race. They look good. Their offense looks good. The Rams lost to the one seed in the AFC, right, on -hmm. the road. The Packers just lost to Tommy DeVito
2: on the road. Hey, DeVito
1: been on the little heater, bro. He's been on – I wouldn't even call it a heater. Like, it's just – these – this is a loss that – He's 4 and eight teams, man. They, they, they're cooking. This is like – this is a loss that is just embarrassing, right? There's just no way around it. You just have to talk shit about how they lost this game. Because let's yeah. be honest, you don't – this late in the season when you're trying to make a playoff push – everything was lined up perfectly for the Packers, right? Mm-hmm. Everything. Like, we went through their schedule. Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. You're not playing a single, besides Baker, you're not playing a single starting QB. Uh, you could say Justin Fields. But, like, we're, t- we're talking minimal to below average QB play from five straight teams that you're going to play. And you have Jordan Love, who's coming off three straight wins against. Two good teams and one I mean the Chargers what you whatever. Justin Herbert's on the team, so they're feisty. But other than that, like come on. This is a game you have to have. This is a game that can separate you in the NFC to make that push for the NFC North because the Lions are losing. This is just horrid. This is a horrid loss. And I have no other words than that on this game. Yeah. Um
0: it just the the Giants' defense played really well against Jordan Love um, through interception. Uh, he was able to dish the ball around to a lot of people, but nothing really stuck out. Like it wasn't like crazy yards. I mean, Tucker Craft had the most with sixty-four, and after that, it's literally half. It's Romeo Dobbs at thirty-two. So they weren't able to move the ball fairly well. Uh, I think the third down uh, efficiency five to fourteen. Um, you're just not going to be able to get it done if we are on third down that many times. Um, and, you know, just when, because a couple of weeks ago, just when Reed was slightly giving props to AJ Dillon, the team of 53, three and a half yards. I mean, he was giving, when you were watching the game, anytime they gave him the ball, he was just getting fucking stuffed. Like, yeah. would not get past fucking the first level um saquon had a good game i think once you get to the it's dangerous when you're like even in in any aspect of football or you know boxing and ufc any kind of thing once you are more of a methodical team and you're just going up against that team that just does not give a fuck. You know that you know they're they're just out here just trying to have fucking fun. They're just throwing around, running around, fucking hitting you. Um, if you don't shut that shit down, they'll fucking pop you in the mouth. I mean, the Giants. I mean, the Packers had three points back to back in the second and third quarter, and the Giants had twenty one points. Like that was the difference of the game. Um, I think the you know I think the Packers are going to be fine. I do think they're going to make the playoffs, but this was not, like you said, this was a game that you cannot lose. Same thing with the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are in a better position than the Packers, um, record-wise. Like You should not be losing these games. This was supposed to be a boring-ass Monday night. There's supposed to be two good teams beating up on two bad teams, but... In this case, any given Monday, but any given Sunday. I mean, these just because these teams have losing records, just because you seem to four and eight doesn't mean that they're not going to come out and give you a fucking fight. And if you're not able to come back or hold the hold the lead, you will find yourself losing. Um, same thing as you said about the Titans. This doesn't really um, do anything for the Giants, um, even with. Uh, the Tommy DeVito rise. It's a, it's a good meme, but I don't expect it to continue next year. I think the Giants do need to go out and get a quarterback. I think they need to realize their humility and go get a quarterback. Um, I think the Packers are fine. They just need to, in the race for the NFC, to get to the uh, playoffs, they need to win. Um, realistically, you would like to see them win three out of four games um, to be able to attempt. To get a good seeding, because if you're playing, if you're at seven, you're playing the Eagles. That might not fair for you, but
1: I mean, realistically, the the Giants are still in the playoff race, and same yeah. with the Bears. Like the fucking, they win one game and the Packers lose. They have the same record. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the difference between the twelve Giants at five and eight and the seventh seed Packers is. One win, <laughs> which is so ridiculous.
2: So I think the Giants have more to play for
1: than the Titans because the Titans are 15th in the AFC. But with Tommy DeVito, you're getting stopped out by anybody in the top seed <laughs> in the NFC. So, yeah, very interesting. It's that a tale really of. Awesome. Tale of two sides for the AFC and NFC. Everyone is still technically in the NFC race, Mm -hmm. except for the Cardinals.
0: Shout out the uh, I think the Commanders, but uh, Italian Stallion, bro. Shout out all the Italian memes. Did you see his agent in that? I didn't know that was his agent in that pink suit, (laughs) bro. What the fuck? Um, (laughs) The uh, what? What is that called? The tailgate looked lit. I mean, they had his family was fucking cooking
1: goddamn chicken parms. Like, chicken parms (laughs) is crazy to cook for a football
0: game. (laughs) Chicken parms, parms, hello pasta, prosciutto. Like, it was fucking wild over there, bro. What a a time to be a fucking Giants fan. And you're winning games. Like, come on, bro. Shout out to Tommy DeVito. That was our noteworthy games of the week. We're going to go ahead and get into our headlines. Um, I'm going to give that segment to you, Reed. Go ahead and read the headline.
1: All right, for our first headline, we have the VP of football, Troy Vincent, addressing the ref situation in the NFL. Um, I think it's no surprise that it's gotten to this point in the NFL season. I feel like every week there's at least three to five calls that people can pinpoint and say, what the fuck were they looking at? Were mm-hmm. you blind? Um, Goodell has made comments on it, Troy Vincent has made comments on it. Um, obviously, this week was the big Kadarius Tony flag for being off sides. Ah, it's so interesting because right after that happened, it was just like my whole feed was flooded with Kansas City fans posting pictures of receivers offsides that never got called (laughs) the entire time. So, like, I get their frustration. He clearly was offsides. Don't get me wrong. But I think what everyone is looking for, fans, players, even the league, after addressing, is just consistency, right? Yeah. Like, that's all we want to see. And it's absolutely time to confront the NFL about it, and I'm glad they're talking about it because it definitely needs to be looked at.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not necessarily calling for an overhaul of refs, refs, but like you said, consistency. If you're going to go into the game and throw these flags and then it's third quarter and you're not throwing shit, like that's not consistent. If you're not going to throw flags, if you're going to let the boys play, then you need to let that shit go from quarter one from the first fucking snap of the ball. If you're gonna be like, yo, like, this is a fucking very important game for both teams. We're not gonna get into it. You know, we're not gonna put our hands into this game or put this game into our hands. Um, then that's what you needed to be from the get-go. Um, this was a little bit different at the Bills and Chiefs. Like, like this was not on the refs. Kadarius Toney was so offside. <laughs> Like, yeah. It it was fucking nasty how offsides he was. But I am I am with Pat Mahomes on this. If it was offsides for the offense. But then again like when it's offsides for the deep see the inconsistency when they're offsides for the defense um sometimes the ref's blow it and stop the play other times they let them play out. So I was going to say that I'm on Pat's side with they should have called it dead before it yeah. happened yeah cuz i know i was laughing i was laughing because i was thinking I was like bro like you threw this flag and you just watched that amazing play happen and you're about to piss off so many people <laughs> and tell them that he was offside <laughs> um and even even if they didn't you know i'm glad that they did this cuz even if they didn't call that that would have twitter would have blown up the bills fans like Bruh, it'd have been fucking wild. Um but yeah, the refs are just too inconsistent. Um i when for the week before what Pat Mahomes was just talking about with them not calling pass interference on MVS, like those clear pass interference. Um there's been some clear pass interference and it's not like fucking, you know, I'm the back judge and that should happen all the way in the end zone. I'm like, bruh, I can't see that shit. Like clearly in front of the ref or the ref, like you can see it, and they're just not calling it, or they're picking and choosing what to call. Now I'm not saying it's, um, collusions or anything. You know, I don't. You know, I don't want to say that because you know, this podcast could get packed up. <laughs> they talk shit about the wrong thing, but I do think that these refs have um, attitude, and you know if they're getting fucking hounded by the coach and the fucking re- the wide receivers or the running backs, you know, or the players, they're going to be like, I'm not calling shit for you. Like, they're just, they're just being little fucking babies. Like, it's already, you know, I could never, I don't know about you, but I could never be an NFL ref. Not necessarily. I mean, realistically, like, you're going to have to make that call. Like, you're going to have to ruin some people's fucking days because you're calling an NFL game. You're gonna get cussed out. You're you know, you're gonna be on social media, they're gonna cuss you out. Um then I, you know, I don't have the fucking patience for that. You know, if a coach is cussing me out, I'm about to cuss them out. Like I don't you know, I don't let nobody talk to me like that. So it's already hard for a ref to just sit there and just take that fucking berating. But it does need to change. I mean, I'm just shocked that, you know, every it's been how many years now I'm seeing the same fucking people. And usually that's a good thing. You'd want consistency of like, you don't want new refs come in because new refs with new personalities and blah, blah, blah. But if it's the same refs giving the same inconsistencies, then. And I'm, you know, I'm not blowing it up saying that the refs are like ruining every single game. But if we're seeing it constantly on TV, VP's talking about it, Goodell's talking about it, like obviously something's wrong and it needs to be fixed.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree.
0: Could you? Uh, could you be an NFL ref?
1: I could not. Man, it's so tough being a ref. But like we said, consistency is what is needed and what is best for the sport. So they need to figure it out. Yeah,
0: you know us. We'd be a let the boys play.
1: Yeah. There'd be a lot of fights if I'm reffing. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one. So Big Ben has a podcast. I forget what it's called. Uh, Straight Ballin'? No. Is that not what it's called? I swear it's called like that.
0: Well, Big Ben's?
1: Yeah. I think it's... Footballin'. That's what yeah, it is. Footballin'. footballin' with Ben Roethlisberger. He said, and I quote, Maybe the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. And then he went on a rant, unquote, sorry. Then he went on a rant saying he didn't like how the game ended and that Mike Tomlin did not do a great job coaching. How do we feel about that, Steelers fan? Is the tradition finally dead from the Pittsburgh Steelers?
0: I'm going to try to keep this as short as I can. I can't can't allow myself to go on a 15-minute rant about this. But all I'm gonna say about the tradition of the Steelers is Steelers fans, I know it's hard for you guys. I know there's so many of you old fucks. There's so many of you grown men with kids, grown men and ladies, and you know, whatever you are, with kids mm-hmm. and friends and whatnot. You know, I always joke about the fucking six Super Bowls, but bruh the last time we won a super bowl i was in fucking middle school right the tradition has been over it's been over to me and that's okay we're not the same fucking stealers bro and we're never gonna be you know why because the game has changed we're not going to be winning 12 to fucking six bro there's gonna be people, there's gonna be people in teams putting 30 up regardless of what defense we have. It doesn't matter. The tradition was cool, bro. You know, I'm I'm all for moving forward. We don't need a fucking, you know, that's 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 tradition is what gets you fucked up. We have a tradition, look where we are. The Patriots have a tradition, look where they are. Tradition will get you cooked because tradition will make you draft people you don't need to be drafting. Tradition is what made us draft Kenny Pickett. It's just... it's And it's fine. It's fine for tradition to be fucking... to be over. I mean, we're always going to have, like, oh, the Steelers fucking defense. Bro, that wasn't the that was fucking Steel Curtain. That was in the fucking 60s, bro. My parents were, like, five. Like... It's okay for it to be done. We're never going to have a fucking mean Joe Green. Just be grateful we have Cam Hayward. It's okay to be ass sometimes. We're not always... Nobody's going to be fucking great. We're going to be ass sometimes. That's what happens when you... You know, you end up around 20 to 16. You're going to fucking miss. You know, we should have been gotten rid of Kevin Colbert. So... I think the Steelers tradition is over, but I will say, it was over when fucking Ben was quarterbacking too. Them, you think them last fucking four years was Steelers tradition? <laughs> Man, you were a corpse on that fucking field, bro. You think that fucking playoff game when we got hosed by the Chiefs was Steelers tradition? Like, come on, bro. I I do agree with him, but at the same time, like, it was over when you were playing. Like, it's yeah.
1: been over. And Honestly, like, I'm not to toot the Browns on horn here, but I think it was over the day that the Browns started splitting games with the Steelers.
2: I mean, when we...
0: It's different than, like... It's different, but not, like, completely different in the sense of, like... The Patriots tradition, that shit was fire because their division was so ass. Yeah. But it's not like the Steelers, like the AFC North has only gotten fucking lit the last like five, six years. Like when we had the quote unquote tradition, our division was ass too, besides the Ravens. Mm. Like the Bengals were ass and the Browns were two packs of ass. Yep. And that's and that's how these dynasties and quote unquote traditions happen. Like when the Cowboys had their like fucking tradition when we weren't even born or a thought to be born, their division was ass. Like
1: it was just like Tom Brady and the Patriots, like you could argue the AFC East was the worst division.
0: Yeah, that division was two one, two, and three packs of ass. Yep. So it's not necessarily our tradition is gone the competition has risen and we haven't been able to keep up that's what it is and it starts up top i think it starts with tomlin i do i do like the new gm like the gm switch I'm, i love omar Khan, but it starts with Tomlin, and then it starts with our owner so if us getting into this quote-unquote new tradition can only go one of two ways. Either the locker room continues to fold, the locker room continues to get heated, because it's looking like... It's reminding me of the Seahawks' locker room. It was offense versus defense. The defense motherfuckers didn't like the offense motherfuckers, specifically Russell Wilson. But now it's defense, offense, Kenny Pickett. The defense motherfuckers don't like the wide receivers. The wide receivers don't like Kenny Pickett. I don't <laughs> think anybody likes Kenny Pickett right now. Um, or Mitch. And, you know, you can clearly see it on the offensive side. People taking all plays. Once they get out of their routes, the ball's not coming to them, they stop. Not even attempting to block, run block. Um, and, and that's what you get. You know, if you if you don't settle you know if you don't draft because the draft is not only talent and that's that's what comes with a great draft and I think the Steelers I think the Steelers had a great draft this year I think the people that we drafted are on point with what I'm about to talk about if you draft it's not only a talent draft it's a personality draft and you're not going to be able Unless the only people that are going to change their personality are the people with that personality, you're not going to be able to change anybody. George Pickens is going to be George Pickens. I do think Deontay's better than George Pickens personality wise, um, but I think he's letting the bad QB play and George Pickens change him as well. I do think Deontay Johnson is a gritty guy, you know, and I love Deontay Johnson. I love George Pickens. I'm not bashing George Pickens, but like Tomlin said, his added George Pickens' attitude is a problem and I think it's only a problem he, he dropped, it was a fantastic quote he said, George Pickens' attitude is a problem because it's not solution oriented we don't have a solution for his issue we, our QB is ass we got one ass and two packs of ass <laughs> so it's gonna be like this we lose another game, it's gonna be like this there's no amount of defense that's going to fix that. So, you know, I'm with Minka. Minka. So we got people that um, are expecting to come and make plays and not work hard to make those plays, and that's not the Steeler way. Um, can you know Cam can answer for that? Cam's been here longer than Minka, but I think you know Minka's smart as fuck. I hope Minka's a Steeler for the rest of his life. I love Minka. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if people want to leave. This is a toxic locker room. This is a toxic organization right now. And either we're gonna keep losing or like Tomlin said, we're built for, we're supposed to be built for this and this, you know, this is how we're gonna fix this shit. And you know, now people are talking saying Tomlin isn't a good coach. I think Tomlin's a great coach. Do I think he got when he became coach? He got handed a great team. Yes, but I do think Tomlin's still a great coach. Um, I just I just hope this tradition bullshit doesn't mean him exiting. But I do think we need to—he's gone. Overhaul a lot of people. I do think it's an, it, there's an option of him being gone. But if he's gone, I don't know who the fuck we'd bring in. Cause if we bring in like people are like wanting Eric enemy, if we bring in Eric enemy, that shit's gonna be ran like a fucking military. That's even worse. <coughs> so, I think Tomlin is good. We just need what a, you know. What I'm praying for, right? And I don't want to see this specifically for Bieniemy because I think enemy needs to get a should be a head coach, and I think it is so ass that he's not. But typically, if the head coach gets fired. On the team, These coordinators are gone too. So I, mean, you know, if Eric Enemy wants to become a, uh, you know, Steelers OC, pull up, bruh. You know, when we get Justin, when we get Justin Fields, pull up. <laughs> come, 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 be a Steeler. Come help us win championships, because we fucking need it.
1: All right, let's segue into the next headline, which has to do with kind of the same situation. Uh, Bill Belichick is reportedly done with the Patriots at the end of the season, a mutual
2: party. Um, do you
1: think he deserves to have a say in leaving the place, or do you think he should just get fired?
0: Bill Belichick, you are the
1: Chargers head coach. <sighs> Probably Washington, honestly.
0: <laughs>
3: <sighs> I don't... I just...
1: I just don't know. I mean, yeah, it's time for a change of scenery. But like, do you think he will actually coach after
2: this or not? I don't know. I mean,
0: for for the shit that people uh, give him for his character, I think he's hilarious. So,
1: I mean, he's definitely the greatest coach that ever coached in the
0: NFL. Yeah, so he can easily. <laughs> Get another job, um but you know, I could see him just chilling at home, I could see him being an analyst, I could see him coaching a fucking d three college fucking football program, you know I could see him coaching fucking James Madison <laughs> so I don't know what he's gonna do uh they said that after the char the charger's loss that they decided to mutually part ways um. Like I was saying in my rant earlier, traditions end. Traditions aren't meant to be, you know, 50 to 100 years. So, realistically, Bill Belichick wasn't going to be the Patriots fucking head coach forever. Same thing with, you know, Steelers and Mike Tomlin. So, I do think there will definitely be a bid for him. Um, whether it is anything, whether it's a head coach, defense coordinator, um, analyst, I don't know. That's the mysterious thing. We do not know what's on his mind. I do not know what he's going to be wanting to do or looking to.
1: Yeah. I mean, undeniably, he's going to get so many teams to reach out to him. Yeah. I mean, on average, there's always like eight to 12 teams without coaches in the offseason. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's definitely going to get looked at. Whether he wants to actually coach, be a DC. I mean, hell, having Bell Belichick as your defensive coordinator would be the most overpowered thing of all time.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, we are starting to see less and less
1: of um,
0: defensive head coaches. Um, I think just the trend in the league is seeing that, like, if you – if you can't hold on to an offensive genius as your old coordinator, they will be a head coach. So you might as well get a genius and make him your head coach.
1: That's tough out here for uh, defensive coordinators. But, I mean, Bill Belichick has the rapport to be a head coach with whatever team wants him. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Belly's That's a right. Team. He's a fucking Hall of Famer. He'll be the best coach ever. Um, At least in our time. I imagine, you know, when we're fucking gone, there's going to be a greater coach. Oh.
2: How can you replicate that? Six rings.
0: All within, what, 15 years? Nasty word. Gave a lot of people hell. Kept a lot of people out of the fucking Super Bowl. My team included, so. Yeah.
1: Fucking Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. Wherever he ends up, they're going to get a good one, so.
0: Yeah. I I just it's you're covering eyes and throwing a dart. Um well, we have no idea where he's gonna end up. Like I said, he could do he could literally this is different than like um, first have been Washington, so that's
2: really
1: the only team people have speculated.
0: No Chargers?
1: Mm-mm. People are saying the Chargers are getting Dan Quinn as the head coach
0: and keeping Ooh.
1: Kellen Moore. That would be the Yeah. So either way, like that's what's that's what you should look out for for the Chargers is Dan Quinn, and then Bill Belichick would also be an option there with retaining Kellen Moore. But if you're
0: if you're Billy and you go to Washington, do you want do you want to retain the enemy?
1: Yes. Same. hundred percent. Listen, I don't care what he wants. You pay that man to stay as the OC. I know he probably wants to be a head coach, finally. But and to be honest with the with you, if they get Bill Belichick, who knows? Maybe the enemy's pride won't allow him to stay there because they overlooked him and went straight to a, another yeah. guy.
0: You In-Ami, know what I mean? Some people, it unfor- it's unfortunate to say. You know, I I think the enemy deserves to be a head coach. I think he's, you know, I think he's an amazing play caller. Some people are just meant to be
2: coordinators. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. That's true. You're still but, getting paid
0: fucking millions of dollars. so
1: That'd be crazy, though. The enemy works with Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Like, what are the odds? <laughs> he had a little hiccup working with Ron Rivera. But other than that, two of the greatest coaches of our time. Yeah, and it's nothing on the enemy. I mean...
0: <clears throat> Sam Howell is still, I mean, it's Sam Howell, but I, you know, I, their issues are way more than their fucking office. for sure. I just think nobody wants to be a commander right now.
1: All right, let's go to the Justin Herbert news. He had surgery on his finger and is out for the year. What does this mean for ha, for Staley? <laughs> Staley
0: needs to get fired.
2: I mean, is this enough to be a scapegoat for Staley? Now nah, he needs to get fired, bro. If if you,
0: unless you are really that cheap of an of a owner and organization, that man needs to get fired. Yeah, I agree. Especially after putting, I mean, just, Justin Herbert just needed to do all of us a solid and fucking just blow up. I needed him to go on like a Pat Mahomes rant. Like, trade me now. Because Staley Staley has to go. Um, I knew once Herbert got hurt again, I was like, oh, they're going to shut it down. Because, I mean, thankfully it was only his finger. But if he would have kept playing... Because Herbert's a fucking warrior. If he would have kept playing, it would have been a shoulder or a knee or an ankle or something worse. And then you you don't have him for like the first five weeks of the start of the NFL season for next year. So once another injury happens and you don't see your your team doing anything or making the playoffs or anything, might as well just shut that shit down.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't have. Honestly, they should have shut it down anyway. They're five and eight. They're in the AFC. They have no chance at the playoffs, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now Keenan Allen is hurt. It's just a shit show. If I was Herbert, like you said last podcast, make some fucking noise. Make some changes happen. Because the one consistent that the Chargers are always going to have is Herbert. So try to get a new coach in there. Try to get someone else in there that can help you actually
2: win football games.
3: But yeah,
1: big news. For the Chargers, he is Gonzo. Another AFC QB, another top AFC QB out for the year. Gonzo, we are struggling in the AFC to keep pace with all the injuries. We got Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, and Josh Allen, and Pat. Those four are the last ones standing at about out of the nine to ten good AFC QBs. Yeah. So Trevor Lawrence is hurt, and he hasn't been playing
0: up to par this year. Um, so, realistically, we just have Lamar, we have Pat Mahomes, we have Josh Allen, and we have Joe Flacco. That's
1: about it, bro. Joe Flacco's crazy. To <laughs> I, I've seen enough. Seen enough. He is the fourth best QB right now in
0: the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Keenan Allen is out. Uh, for the Raiders game. I don't know if that changes anything for anybody. Um, Sorry for all the fantasy teams that have Keenan Allen, but he is not playing against the Raiders this week. I'm sorry.
1: Um, Let's get into the last headline. This one will be quick. The Browns put four. No, they put five starters on IR within the last 48 hours. Uh, Do you think this changes their outlook on the last four games of the season and their placement in the...
2: Uh, Playoffs Man
0: It's tough I mean The Browns The Browns are funny Because they have this And they're still winning games And it's not like um, Like these people Have been injured For You know A hot minute Like a lot Like a good amount of the people That they put on IR Have just been playing injured Yeah Um, Now They're They're their last four games are way more forgiving than, like, the Dolphins or the fucking Cowboys or something. But they're still tough games. Um, like I said, with the Titans and the Giants, um, nothing's worse than playing in a team that has nothing to lose. Um, and the Texans are still hungry to get into the playoffs. Um, the Bengals, I don't know what the Bengals are going to do. They're still... They could still get into the playoffs, but you know I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, so these are still tough games. So how much longer will Joe Flacco be able to hold? Um, how many more injuries will the Browns get? I mean, this has just been so unlucky for the league. Um, not only the Browns, but the league. Like every like, it just feels so heightened this year because so many stars and so many starters have been out um usually that happens around usually that kind of stuff happens around this time around like the playoffs because you know they've been they've been fucking hitting heads for 13 14 weeks um, so this stuff is common but I think the just the sheer volume of how many people are injured it's not like nagging, it's like IR out for weeks, might yeah. them during the end of the playoffs type shit. So this you know, this year has been fucking ass for a lot of teams. My team, your team, it's 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 in brutal. A lot, of, a lot of these are can we... season ending five
1: four or five weeks. It's been nasty. Yeah, can we get rid of the week five bye? Yeah please I want you on that <laughs> I don't understand why a bye comes 5 weeks into the season like it makes zero yeah. sense if you're getting hurt in the first 4 weeks of the season it's probably season ending right that's usually mm-hmm. what happens but having a bye week 5 doesn't help anyone and the browns yeah. have had a brutal schedule all year and now it's coming to a head where it's like how many more injuries can we overcome because yeah. right now, I mean, we talked about it. The Browns are still winning games somehow. And quite honestly, I don't understand how, but I know how at the same time. It's that man, Kevin Stefanski. He's one of the best coaches in the league, and this year is 100% proving that. And
0: mm-hmm. this man,
1: hey, contract year. What do people do in contract years?
0: They're in their duffy.
1: In their duffy the entire time. This man is going to get extended And I know so many Browns fans are going to be so mad at this extension, and I just don't understand why. We're 8-5 and without four of our best six players. Like, what does that say about the coaching staff that we have in Cleveland for the first time in 25 years, since Bill Belichick was there? We finally have a coaching staff that is worth it, that prepares our team well. I just... It's just brutal. Every time we win a game on Sunday, when Monday comes around, it's like, this guy's out for the year, this guy's out for the year, and then Wednesday comes along, and then the rest of the injury designations come out, and I'm just like, good Lord. It's almost so deflating. But, yeah, Yeah. it is what it is. The Browns keep pushing through, though, somehow, winning games against teams that are solid. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, the only issue I see with the Browns is now that these injuries keep piling up, especially on the defensive side, Schwartz is going to have to run zone, which zone is a fucking killer, especially if you play, like, a good quarterback in the playoffs. It's about to be fucking raps. I mean, I just saw what Jake Browning did against his own defense. Like, if you have a QB that can process well, it's raps. Yeah. But um what was I about to say about the fucking Browns? Um yeah, just I mean the same thing, just injuries have been asked Oh yeah, yeah. If you I mean NFL picks the schedule, they pick all this shit, so giving teams like the Steelers and the Browns known physical teams, no team known teams that fucking like they will move you, they hit, they hit hard, giving them week five and week six buys, giving the Steelers two Thursday night games, like <laughs> what the fuck are we doing, bro? You wonder why we're down to our fucking like fourth and fifth string linebackers. Cause two of my linebackers have seasoned any injuries. Another one's battling a growing injury. Like, come on, y'all. We deserve better than this.
1: I am about to say, your team is going to have to be the one to move the needle because the NFL doesn't give two fucks about the Browns. So you guys need to... Y'all do that to yourselves. You need to figure it out for the whole AFC North. (laughs) (laughs) Go talk to Goodell and say, listen, we've been the face of the NFL for 20, no, 45 years. (laughs)
0: Help Help us. us.
1: Yeah, help us.
0: It should be mandatory for teams like us to have, like, week 10 buys. Week (sighs) 10 buys. Just give us, like, week 6 is fucking crazy. There shouldn't be no buys week 5. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Pretty fucking bad. For 18, 18, you play 17 weeks of hard-nosed football. And you get a buy
2: at week 5. Yep. That's rough. And this is why you got Joe Flacco. Like, what the fuck are we doing, y'all? Fuck the NFL. I love y'all, though. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get to our picks for week
1: 15. What a bad week for me. I went 4-11 on picks. Probably the worst I've ever done on picks actually, and coming off my best week I've ever had, so fuck the NFL. This year is weird.
0: What a uh, eight and seven. I was yeah. Seven. You
1: went eight and seven. I went four and eleven. You are now down one game on the season.
0: Yes, sir. We're coming back, baby. Coming back.
1: This week is not going to help us. I'm telling you, it's not <laughs> going to help us. We'll start with the Thursday night game: Chargers at the Raiders. Two injury prone teams where they're losing their best players. Herbert, Keenan, out for the Chargers. Uh, Josh Jacobs is most likely out for the Raiders. And Devontae Adams is questionable. And they don't know what QB is starting for the Raiders. <laughs> I really don't know which way to go on this game. Completely honest with you. The Raiders are three-point mm-hmm. favorites. After watching the Raiders score zero, it makes me never want to pick them ever again.
0: You got Hope and Easton stick?
2: <sighs> Man. <I don't... laughs> Easton stick thrown
1: to who, though? With Keenan out, who is reliable? Yeah, I'm, go- I'm-, yeah, I'm going the Raiders. <laughs> like I said, when you get embarrassed one game, you usually do all right the next game. And without Herbert and without Keenan, I just don't see it from Man. the Chargers.
0: Picking the team that scored zero points last week is so nasty.
1: Yeah, it's actually rough.
0: Um, I'm going to pick the Raiders as well. Um, I do think um, nobody fucking tanks, but I do think the Chargers, I think they're in full fucking tank mode. Like,
1: Staley's getting fired. Let's go ahead and get a nice draft pick. So disgusting picking this team. But we're doing it. Here we are. Uh, let's go to the first 1 p.m. game on Saturday. Vikings at the Bengals. This game is actually interesting because the Vikings defense is playing out of their minds right now, the Bengals offense is playing out of their minds. The Bengals are home favorites by three points.
0: Uh, Josh Joshua Dobbs is benched. It is Nick Mullins at QB right now. Jettis said, says, says he is playing. Is playing Saturday. He will be
1: playing against the Bengals. Does that even matter if Nick Mullins is your QB?
0: It matters for me because he's about to spam
1: that motherfucking. It's got to be. I mean, for the Vikings to win this game with the lack of offense they've shown, it's got to be a masterclass from their head coach, right, Kevin O'Connell.
0: Mm-hmm. It's got to be the duel, Ken O'Connell, Brian Flores, this masterpiece." Yeah. And that's why that's a too tall thing to ask. I'm going Bengals.
1: Yeah, I'm going Bengals too. I think they're going to get to eight and six here, which is nasty considering where they're at without Joe Burrow. If they lose this game, I'm confident in saying they're done. They're out of the playoffs for sure. Mm-hmm. They can't lose this game at home. The Vikings have no offense at all. I know the Vikings' defense is good, but that can only last you so long in this league. Uh, Let's go to the 4.30 Saturday game. Steelers at the Colts. This is actually for... This is a major game in playoff positioning. Steelers sit above the Colts at the 6th seed. The Colts are 7th seed, so this could completely flip one-team season upside down. Does Kenny pick it back?
0: Uh, He didn't practice today.
1: Oh, fuck me, man. We're going to get that designation. We're going to be like, Kenny Pickett's back. Right before the fucking game. Does That's why I hate you, doing
0: all This Does it matter, day. bro?
1: It might not matter. The Colts are coming off an embarrassing loss to the Bengals, so I'm going to go Colts on this one. Spiraling. Steelers are spiraling out of control. And I hope it uh, continues to go that way.
0: I'm going to go Steelers on this one. Uh, Nasty. You said, does, does it
1: matter? He baited me into that pick.
0: TJ Watt has been cleared by independent neuro- neurological consultant. He is out of the NFL's concussion protocol. That man's gonna have spaghettios for brains, bro. And it don't matter. Steelers, we uh, we're gonna be up. We're gonna win this bitch by three points.
1: <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> right, uh, let's go to the Saturday late game, eight fifteen. This is actually a really good game: Broncos at the Lions.
0: Man, this was Lions be so are
1: four point old. favorites.
0: This my two agendas
1: battling it out late in the season. Oh man! He, Listen, he, give he, up he, on he, the give my, up on the Lions agenda. Give it up.
0: I can't. I got to stick it out like you did with the Packers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you go Lions.
0: Hell no. You know I'm going Broncos. Oh, my God. I love the Broncos more than I love the Lions. He's cooked. You know what? I... This, is, this is when the Lions win, though.
1: Man, I think the Lions are probably going to win this game, but at the same time, the Lions have beaten one above 500 team the entire year. Lions are reeling right now, and I think it's a must win, so I'm going to pick the Lions. It's nasty, but I need the Lions to win. And you know what that means. That means the Lions are fucking losing. <laughs> so I'm going to go Lions on that one. Uh, the first of the 1 o'clock games, the Bears at the Browns. The Browns are 6-1 and one at home, and the Browns are 3-point favorites in this game.
0: Man, I need the Browns to lose, but I need them to blow out the Bears so the Bears get rid of Justin Fields. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is crazy agenda
0: working. If the Bears win this game, they're keeping Justin Fields, and that's what pisses me off.
1: I'm really like I I'm on the fence Justin with this Fields. game for sure.
0: No, I mean I'm picking the Bears. The Bears are gonna win this game. I mean, they fucking smoke the lions. I think the Bears are fucking um like I like I said, the teams are just have um nothing to lose. Are the most dangerous teams,
2: bro? Ah oh, man, I'm gonna go
0: Browns. Fuck it. The Bears, like like the quote for a main man Toji. The Bears are the ones who left it all behind. They're about to, they're about, they're about to fire off Montez Sweat has been playing out of his fucking mind. And it isn't helping that the Browns have fucking me and you at left and right tackle now. And it doesn't help that fucking Flacco has the movement of a Diet Coke can. <sighs> Jesus. So, dead ass. if someone lands on Flacco, who is your backup to the backup to the backup to the backup? Oh, it's DTR?
1: Yeah, it's DTR. You're coked. I mean, Bears defense is by no means good. We are reeling with injuries, so it wouldn't surprise me if the Bears win this game. But I'm just gonna keep rolling with the Browns on this one. Fuck it.
0: You know, you got you only win when I pick y'all.
1: That's not true. I gotta
0: yeah. If we both pick y'all, you guys win.
1: Well, yeah, that, that is true. But it's been like back and forth all year on the Browns. I'd have to look it up.
2: Um let's go to the next game.
1: Buccaneers at the Packers. Wow. <laughs> Green Bay is three and a half point favorites at home. I'm gonna I'm gonna go bounce back game for Green
2: Bay here.
1: They're at home. They're a pretty
2: good home team. It's gonna be cold. I don't see the Buccaneers winning this game.
0: It's just tough, man. The Packers really did not do themselves fucking any favors by losing the Tommy DeVito.
1: Yeah, no, not at all.
0: Um, I'm going to go Packers as well. I think they come back mad as fuck. Matt um, Helm gets to play in front of the home fans.
1: and They're better at home for sure. I
0: see them winning convincingly against the Buccaneers.
1: Uh, let's go to the Texans at the Titans.
2: Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Is that showing because Stroud isn't going to play?
1: you got to think Stroud isn't playing if Vegas has the line like this.
2: I mean, or that Stroud has nobody to
0: throw to. Listen, I'm rolling with the Titans on this one. I'm also going with the Titans. I think this this win against the Dolphins really boosted morale. Um, the Texans' defense is too inconsistent for me, and I do think that they get it rolling. I mean, they are able to do this damage with Derek Henry only running for 34 yards. So,
1: Yeah, the Titans are weird. They're a better home team than away. If Stroud doesn't play, the Titans, I think, win fairly easily. I'm not going to say easy. The Titans are one of those teams that, like, they play down to competition or play up to competition. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it could be close. But, yeah, I think the Titans probably went at home. Uh, let's go to the Jets at the Dolphins. This game is interesting.
2: Very interesting. Man, the Jets did put a heater on, too. <laughs> Feeling confident. Miami's eight-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Can we talk about how disrespectful that and 14 half. and a half was? Oh, f- yeah, that 14 and a half was fucking nasty. To the Titans. Oh, my Lord.
2: Yeah, they're, they're eight and a half. Eight and a half point favorites against the Jets. Oh, no. <laughs> how healthy is Tyreek? Man, man, there's no shot
0: the Dolphins drop this fucking game, bro. They, they can't. Need, they need to beat the Jets. They, they need to. They can't drop this game. That's, that's what just makes it so funny that the Jets could fucking win this. I'm gonna go Dolphins. I'm gonna go Dolphins. I don't know if they cover. I really don't know, but I'm gonna go Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Dolphins too. I really do think the Jets have a real chance of upsetting the dolphins here, but too much
2: it's just gonna be too much in that run
1: game for the dolphins. I think they can get it done. Uh let's go to the Chiefs at the Patriots. This is not this is a no brainer. Chiefs are winning this game.
2: Yeah dude the Chiefs
0: yeah. I would say they might put up 30 on them, but at the same time, the Patriots are in. 20, 24 to 7. Zappy with extra rest would be dangerous. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm going to pick Chiefs on this one as well.
1: Let's go to the Giants at the Saints. Man, I want to pick the Giants for absolutely no reason.
0: I don't think the Giants go on a four-game stretch. I think the Saints are going to get this W. here.
1: The Saints piss me off. They just, make, they just make me angry.
0: It's not going to be pretty.
1: I'll pick the Saints, too, but I swear to God if they lose this game, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Uh, Falcons at the Panthers. Ah, Falcons. I'm paying the Falcons on this one.
0: Yeah, Falcons. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting race to see who gets blown out by the fifth, uh, fifth team in the NFC playoffs. Um but I just watched the fucking Saints put twenty-eight on the Panthers, so I think the Falcons can look and do the same. What is yeah. up with all these like close these close teams getting to play the fucking Panthers at
1: the end? Yeah, I don't know. Rough stretch right there. Uh, let's go to the commanders at the Rams. The Rams are six and a half point favorites. You know, I could totally see the Rams dropping this game for absolutely no reason. I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to trust in McVay and Matt Stafford, but I could see Sam Howell throwing for
2: like 400 yards.
0: Yeah, I do think that both of these QBs are going to hit 300 plus. Um, But but I think that's because the commanders are going to be trying to come back. I do think the Rams put at least 10 to to 12 uh, in the lead column against the commanders. I think the commanders are just Looking to get a a higher draft pick. I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think anybody wants to be a commander right now.
1: Uh, Let's go to the 49ers at the Cardinals. 49ers only. 49ers 49ers are 12 and a half
0: favorites. 49ers only. 49ers only. It's about about to be disrespectful.
1: I really don't think it's going to be that bad. I do think
0: the 49ers will be disrespectful. It's going to be bad, bro. All right. And unlike, unlike, Everybody else, the 49ers have done a good job. Besides losing um, that DB, the 49ers have done a great job at being healthy. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. It's going to be nasty. I'm going to need Arizona PD at the fucking stadium for what they're about to do. I need charges pressed.
1: (laughs) All right, let's go to the game of the week, in my opinion. The Cowboys at the Bills. Bills are two and a half point favorites. Whoa, I was not expecting that. I'm actually picking the Bills.
0: Two and a half. I was not
1: expecting that. No, I wasn't either. The way the Cowboys are playing, listen, the Cowboys are three and three on the road. They're not the same team on the road. They also are playing in cold ass weather this weekend 36 degrees. Bills are fighting for their life. They need the win. I think the Bills get it,
2: done. Pick those Cowboys. Pick them. Uh, I mean, I need Dak to
0: go off, bro, for my fucking fantasy team. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I think they've got, a, they've got a good lead in the media. I think the media wants the Cowboys to do well. Um, and I think the Cowboys are going to get the dub. I still think the Bills are going to make it into the playoffs, but I do think I do see the Cowboys getting this win.
1: Uh, let's go to the Ravens at the Jaguars Sunday Night Football. Jaguars are reeling after two bad losses, in my opinion. Baltimore is three-point favorites on the road.
0: Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore on this one um i don't think the jaguars are doing i think the jaguars need to realize the same thing that the chargers are realizing and they just need to go ahead and uh let the texans have this i was gonna say like there's i think anybody come out of the afc south is gonna get molly walked <laughs> but you're only further hurting the trevor lawrence by keeping him out there with that fucking. Uh, high ankle sprain. Y'all just need to shut it down. The Ravens are not nice. It's not like they're going to fucking push or lightly pat
1: down Trevor Lawrence. They're going to fucking smoke his ass if they hit him. So. No, yeah, You're you're right. I think the Ravens probably win this game. Uh, the Jaguars have yet to show that they can be a solid team. Uh, plus, the biggest weakness for the Jaguars is that O-line, and the Ravens are the best in the league at getting pressure. So I think they make Trevor Lawrence's life hell. The mm-hmm. entire time. Uh, unfortunately, I need the Ravens to lose, but I don't think it's happening. No. Uh, let's go to the Monday night game, and I'm tired of watching this fucking team in primetime, the Eagles at the Seahawks. The Eagles are four-point favorites. I will say this. The Eagles are 0-7, last like seven times they've played the Seahawks. They have not
0: beaten beating the Seahawks in 15 years. Nasty.
1: And it's a must-win game for the Seahawks, not necessarily the Eagles. Are we gonna do it? I'm sorry,
0: Nick. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I'm picking the fucking Seahawks. The Eagles have shown me nothing that they can they can win this game. And I don't if it turns I don't think they'll win a shootout with the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go Seahawks too. Home. They're the Seahawks are a much better team at home. I think last week was a, a bit of a When the Seahawks played the Cowboys, I think it was good for them to show that they can compete and play that well on the offensive side of the ball. And I think the Eagles' back end is 10 times worse than the Cowboys. So I think it will be a good game. I think the Seahawks will probably win in a close one. Like you said, if it is a shootout, I trust the Seahawks' defense over the Eagles to make a play. Mm -hmm. When it matters the most. Funny, so. well, he, yes. he didn't say you trust Gino. <laughs> I don't trust Gino at all.
0: I dead ass. Like, who, who's it gonna? Who's it gonna fucking be, bro? I mean, Debo. If Debo score score three fucking times, fucking how many times is fucking DK gonna score? And there's not a corner on their team that's checking DK. So He did get ejected, which was funny as fuck. So, I think he's going to be fucking locked in for this fucking Monday night game. Yeah. Man, man, man.
1: man. I thought you were going to pick the Eagles. I thought I was going to. I've picked the Eagles a lot this year. But, like you said, they've shown me nothing over the last few weeks that give me any hope. <laughs> to win a road playoff game And history does repeat itself They're going to need that uh, Michael Irving clip How will you respond? I
2: don't think
0: I think the Eagles get their wins later on In the season I think, I think next week is when I'm picking the Eagles Three weeks in a row This is not the week picked, We picked You picked the Eagles last week, right? And I picked the Cowboys. And then No, we both picked
1: the Cowboys. Oh,
0: did you pick you picked the Eagles and I picked the 49ers? Or did we both pick the 49ers? So we both picked against the fucking Eagles.
1: Wait, that resets my record then, because I got the Cowboys right. Dude. I'm five and ten. Ha <laughs> uh, he's
0: five and ten, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Perfect. But yeah. What were you asking after the Cowboys won? We did pick many, against the Eagles.
0: How many times we picked against the Eagles?
1: I don't know. I'd have to compile the list. Yeah, we should, should do that. I should, should look pick, and see. Cowboys. I should see what teams we pick the most against and make like a spreadsheet on it. <laughs> I, need to I need
0: to see that record with the Falcons. That shit's going to be nasty.
1: Dude, I hate the fucking Falcons. I can... <laughs> Like my fucking nuts.
0: Thanks again, guys. Uh, after that, and ending on that, thanks again, guys, <laughs> for listening to us. Make sure that you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify podcast uh We will be dropping the pics and the episode. And we'll be tweeting that out tomorrow. Uh, we also, uh, side note, we will be, we kind of fucked up. We're too lazy. We're going to get back on our shit. We're going to drop the power rankings that we made last week so keep that in mind because it's going to be fucking wonky with how wild this week was Uh, these are power rankings from the previous week we will be updating the power rankings and dropping that at the end of the season for our final power rankings going into the playoffs Uh, we're still going to do our contract talks and we're going to do some um playoff predictions and probably our final like awards predictions on who we think is going to win what awards um but like I said uh we will be tweeting this out when it drops tomorrow on Thursday um you can see that on DWC at DWC 2022 and just make sure you follow the social medias the Twitter D, again the Twitter DW at DWC 2022 and on Instagram, Defense Winch Championships. As I said before, we will be live streaming uh, for season three, just making sure you guys remember that. So when you get, make sure that when we make the YouTube, make sure you guys subscribe because um, we will be um, doing that live and you guys can comment. We can look at you guys' comments, talk and whatnot. So it should be more of an interactive um, stream. We still will be dropping the audio uh, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. But thanks again, guys, for listening. This is episode 15, and the regular season is almost done. Good to see who's really made for it in the playoffs. But anyways, guys, we are out.
2: Peace.